Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
starts with a story about a Boston preacher named S.D. Gordon. Dr. Gordon placed a beat-up, bent, rusted old birdcage beside his pulpit and told the story about that birdcage. He said an unkempt, unwashed little lad about age 10 was coming up the alley swinging this old caved-in birdcage with several tiny birds shivering on the floor of it. The compassionate Dr. Gordon asked where did the boy get the birds. The lad said he had trapped them. What was he going to do with them? The preacher asked. The boy said, I'm going to play with them, have fun with them. The preacher said, sooner or later, lad, you're going to get tired of that. And then what are you going to do with them? And the lad said, well, I, I have some cats at home. They like birds. I'll feed them to my cats. Dr. Gordon said, son, how much do you want for the birds? The boy, surprised, hesitated. And then he said, mister, you don't want to buy these birds. They're just plain old field birds. They can't even sing, and they're ugly. Just tell me. Two dollars? To his surprise, Dr. Gordon reached into his pocket and handed the lad two dollar bills. And the preacher took the cage, and the boy in a wink had disappeared down the alley. In a sheltered crevice between buildings, Dr. Gordon opened the door of the cage, and tapping on the rusty exterior, he encouraged the little birds one at a time to find their way out through the narrow door and fly away. Thus, having accounted for the empty cage beside his pulpit, the preacher went on to tell what seemed at first like a separate story about how once upon a time Jesus and the devil had engaged in a negotiation. Satan had boasted how he had baited a trap in Eden's garden. He had baited a trap and he'd caught himself a world full of people. What are you going to do with all those people in your cage, Jesus wanted to know. The devil said, I'm going to play with them tease them, make them marry and divorce and fight and kill one another. I'm going to teach them to throw bombs at each other. I'm going to have fun with them. And Jesus had said, you can't have fun with them forever. When you get tired of playing, then what are you going to do with them? And Satan had said, damn them. They're no good anyway. Damn them. Kill them. Jesus said, how much do you want for them? Satan said, you can't be serious. If I sell them to you, they'll just spit on you. They'll hate you. They'll hit you and hammer nails into you. They're no good. Jesus said, how much? And Satan said, all of your tears and all of your blood, that is the price. And Jesus took the cage and paid the price and open the door. Good evening, everyone. Uh, we want to thank Helena for that very unique uh, prelude 
to worship. That was absolutely beautiful. This is your call to worship for the second Saturday in April. Today is April the 11th, 2020. The Lord liveth and blessed be the rock, and let the God of our salvation be exalted. Again, good afternoon, and I bring you greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, and the Refuge from the Storm Church family. We welcome you to our Saturday evening worship service. It's indeed an honor and a pleasure to be able to greet you in this way. We are a community of faith who knows that the glory of God, as witnessed through the resurrection, is not bound by space or limited in any time. So for our regular listeners and visitors and any new listeners, we thank you for gathering with us today, even though we're in separate places and in separate spaces, we're all here centered on just one story. And we are a people of the resurrection and we're celebrating the gift of the risen Savior in history. Today is the day that he laid in the tomb. But we celebrate even yesterday, Good Friday, knowing the pain of that hard Friday and experiencing the grief of an uncertain Saturday, but believing in the joy of the resurrection. So today, all through the service, that's what you're going to be joining in with us to do, to celebrate the risen Savior. So wherever we are, we are still together, and we participate in the joy, the peace, the hope, and the justice, and the relationship that Jesus reminds us is ours. So again, thank you for being here to anticipate the resurrection of Jesus Christ uh, in that we meet on Saturdays. If you're uh, participating with your regular church, we uh, trust that you will be blessed in that endeavor. So today we would like to remind you of our worship serving team. It will consist of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, who will deliver the preach word today, and as always, we ask you along the service leading up to that preach word that you pray for her for the freedom in the Holy Spirit to share what she has purposed in her heart and prepared to to give us today, and that we'll be open to receive what thus saith the Lord. Today, Elder Carolyn Cunningham continues to serve as our very capable worship leader and she will lead us in the invocation and the invitation to giving. Today, our invitation to discipleship will be um, led by Pastor Black, and Sister Helena will offer and lead us in the, to the throne of grace in altar prayer. Sister Helena serves as our manager of TalkShoe, and she's responsible for all the beautiful music that you hear during the service and uh, during the prelude to worship. And Sister uh, Cheryl Miller-Harvey serves as the assistant talk to you manager responsible for all the operational issues uh, regarding talk to you, and she's also our webmaster for uh, the church's website. So we thank our ministry team for serving again in such a great way. We continue to say happy birthday 
to any April birthdays that have passed this uh, past week that we missed are coming up this week. We will also celebrate the Lord's Supper today. And Elder Carolyn, as we go through the worship service, will let you know when we are to gather our elements, our bread, our cracker, or our, and our juice, uh, our water. So let's be prepared to remember uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the Lord's Supper. I want to share with you that Evangelist Linda Casreyes is inviting all of our members to share in a, a podcast this coming Tuesday, April the 14th at 7 p.m., and the title of that podcast is The Power of the Passover. And remember, uh, Linda is a great friend of this church, and she's the founder of Gatekeepers Ministries International. And if anyone desires, um, since we didn't get a chance to put it in the newsletter, a reminder of that, just send me an email at refugefromstorm at AOL.com, the church's uh, email, and I'll send you her flyer as a reminder. Please join us this Wednesday night as we continue our small group uh, study. And our title of our uh, study this week is called, You Are Broken. So please join us uh, beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time. And remember, the title of our study is Overcomers. We thank everyone who participated this past uh, Wednesday as we had a beautiful uh, devotional presentation on the last, the seven last things of Jesus from the cross that was facilitated by pastor, but we want to especially thank uh, Reverend Myra Buchanan, Minister Shante Fryson, um, Minister Pam Wilson, our own Elder Carolyn Cunningham, Dr. Elizabeth Crook, Minister Michael McLean, and our dear friend Minister Barb Hysini, who did a beautiful uh, presentation about the seven last sayings of Jesus. And I believe those that has been recorded, if I'm not mistaken. So please check either TalkShoe or the church's website. Please don't forget, and you are invited, that we continue to have our early morning intercessory prayer call led by Pastor Black. That's on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday mornings beginning at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 4 a.m. Pacific Time. Our prayer focus for this month continues to be justice. And remember that justice means making things right. And we know that God rights every wrong. Uh, Proverbs 28.5 reads, Evildoers do not understand what is right, but those who seek the Lord understand it fully. And Proverbs 33.45 says, reads, For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the loving kindness of the Lord. So please consider the prayer focus of justice. 
Also, as you enter your personal prayer closet during the week, our daily prayer guide is included in the newsletter, and it focuses on a multitude of mountains of influences in our lives that we need to pray for, whether it's the family or missionaries or the church. So please check the daily prayer guide and include that focus for each day in your personal prayer time. Also, your uh, weekly prayer request can be submitted through the church's website at refugefromthestormchurch.org, or you may send them to our email address, refugefromstorm at aol.com. And please, as Pastor reminds us, to pray for everything. Always be looking for something to pray for as you read the newspaper or listen to the news always look for an opportunity to pray. Also, please submit your praise reports and any testimonies through our website, and we'll pass those on to Pastor Black and our minister, Juanita Purdy. Now it's time for us to go higher in worship, and we invite the Holy Spirit, who is always with us, to move in this place and manifest his presence in a mighty way as we offer our worship, our praise, our music, our prayers, and the preached word before the Lord. So after uh, we've had, I believe, a recorded song, Elder Carolyn will lead us through the rest of worship service. So please be blessed today in worship.
Amen. Amen. He has risen. Hallelujah. The scripture selected for today is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. On the same day, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village called Emmaus. It was about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking to each other about everything that had happened. While they were talking, Jesus approached them and began walking with them. Although they saw him, they didn't recognize him. He asked them, what are you discussing? They stopped and looked very sad. One of them, Cleopas, replied, are you the only one in Jerusalem who doesn't know what has happened recently? What happened, he asked. They said to him, we were discussing what happened to Jesus from Nazareth. He was a powerful prophet in what he did and said in the sight of God and all the people. Our chief priests and rulers had him condemned to death and crucified. We were hoping that he was the one who would free Israel. What's more, this is now the third day since everything happened. Some of the women from our group startled us. They went to the tomb early this morning and didn't find his body. They told us they had seen angels who said that he's alive. Some of our men went to the tomb and found it empty, as the women had said, but they didn't see him. Then Jesus said to them, how foolish you are. You're so slow to believe everything the prophets said. Didn't the Messiah have to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then he began with Moses' teachings and the prophets to explain to them what was said about him throughout the scriptures. When they came near the village where they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going farther. They urged him, stay with us. It's getting late and the day is almost over. So he went to stay with them. While he was at the table with them, he took bread and blessed it. He broke the bread and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. But he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, weren't we excited when he talked with us on the road and opened up the meaning of the scriptures for us? That same hour, they went back to Jerusalem. They found the 11 apostles and those who were with them gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has really come back to life and has appeared to Simon. Then the two disciples told what had happened on the road and how they had recognized Jesus when he broke the bread. Let us pray. Oh God, for our redemption, you gave us your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, through the death of the cross, and by his glorious resurrection, you have delivered us from the power of our enemy, Satan. Grant us so to die daily to sin, that we may have evermore live with him in the joy of his resurrection, through the same Thy Son, Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns 
with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us listen to a praise and worship song, which will be followed by the altar prayer. Sister Helena Thompson will offer the prayer today. Because he lives, I can say tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. And yes, I know, no. my future and life is worth the living Thank you. 
humility on the day before we call it Easter Resurrection Day and so hard to find the right words to say thank you Lord and the words to say they will never be proper deep enough to die for us knowing that if there was only one of us alive, he still would have gone to the cross to die just for one of us so that we could live eternally in your presence, Father. Because you live, I face tomorrow and will face tomorrow. Because you live, you hold the keys to death, life. I ask you today to help us to renew our faith in you. I ask you today, Father, to refresh our hearts and our minds. Lives in the days ahead of us in this world of chaos right now. A lot of uncertainty going on around us. The words, things that we're not sure what to believe, not to believe in. But one thing that we always know that is tried and true is that your word never returns void. I ask that you plant your word within us and help us to keep our focus on you rather than all that is 
going on around us. Help us to look up instead of around. Lord, when the enemy attacks us, I just pray that you would remind us that your word is stronger. Plans in your purpose, purpose for our lives never fail us. Ask you to be our defense, Lord, because without you we are nothing. Ask you to go before us and be our rear guard as well. To remove the obstacles that stand in our way and place our feet on solid ground, Lord. Because you died on our behalf, Father God, you shed your precious blood. And today, we just apply that blood to each and every caller today. I ask you to anoint each and every one of us, every listener, whether they be on the phone. Father God, we just pray for those that don't know you yet, that may be listening in. Lord, we don't want to forget those that hurt us on a daily basis. They may not be on the phone, but they're in our homes, and they are listening. I that you would just put out your spirit today upon all flesh. We ask that you would move in a mighty way into their lives, and that you would soften their hearts, that you would draw them to you, Father God, that you would show them that the end result of what they're doing will only bring destruction to their lives and that they do have a choice, and that choice is to live with you eternally. Show them, Father, that the devil is a liar. Only you know how to tell the truth. I always tell my stalkers that you don't know how to tell a lie, and the devil doesn't know how to tell the truth. I just ask that you would help them to remember that. Today, we just honor you. Your name on high and give you the glory, the honor, and the praise due you, Father God. Help us today to love one another, reflect on your peace, and because you live, you give us hope, and you give the world hope. In this day, it so desperately needs your presence and your healing. Give us a heart for those who have rejected you and don't yet know you, Lord. Father, for all you're about to do in our service today, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to minister mightily through our Pastor Millicent today. God, we just pray that you lift off every burden that may be on her shoulders, every ache and pain. Pray that you would lighten the load, that your precious presence will be felt and heard through every word spoken that you've placed in her spirit, Lord, that even she will be amazed that as she speaks, that every word that she may have thought she planned to say in a particular way. She will speak through her in a special and mighty way. That you will anoint her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. Cover her with your precious blood and allow your 
healing virtue to flow through her and to our ears, to our spirits, to our hearts. I pray that you would give us ears to hear, heart of compassion, Father, Lord, and wisdom to understand all that you have before us today, whether it be through word, through song. God, we just give you the glory for what you're about to do, and thank you, Father God, your gift of mercy and forgiveness, Lord. On the cross on our behalf, never have enough words to say thank you, and thank you will never be enough, as I said before. Lord, that you are alive today, that the tomb is empty grave is you live live in our lives today tomorrow and every day because of what we go through guys we forget to focus on you we place our focus on our issues on our pain and those that hurt us Lord Father Father, Lord, may you bestow grace upon us that you did not give us the spirit of of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Find us in our times of weakness that you are there. Thank you for your presence. Thank you. You are alive. Praise you, Father, and we give you glory, all honor, and praise this day and every day. In the precious name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Alina, for your passionate plea on our behalf to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, to all worshipers, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by tending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. But we are also similar to other organizations in our community and that we have financial needs to accomplish our goals. Please help us to continue ministering to the targeted community. So for those worshipers who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do it in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. To make your contribution, you have several options. You can go to our website, refugefromthestormchurch.org, or you can contact Pastor Milson by email at mgrace321 at gmail.com to make arrangements, or contact Sister Gloria, our administrative assistant, by email at refugefromstorm at aol.com. 
Thank you very much. Now, in preparation for the preach word, which will be delivered today by our pastor, Reverend Dr. Milsa Black, let us listen to a praise and worship song to prepare our hearts. Stay tuned for Pastor Nelson. No, for uh, the praise and worship song. Let us pray while we're waiting for the music. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Can you hear me now? Can anyone hear me? I can hear you. Okay, I just got yeah. a message you couldn't hear me. I'll begin again.
Amen. Amen. Can you all hear me? Yes. Yes. You're coming and going. So I'm going to start, and if if you all aren't able to hear me, if someone would send me a text or, or, or a call me, I'll, I'll make another change. Good afternoon. I thank God for this holy Saturday, the day unrecorded in church history, but recognized in some Christian circles as Silent Sabbath. This day of silence came after Good Friday, when Jesus bore the sins of the world on a cross. This day is possibly called the day of silence because of the mourning of the Christians because they had thought all hope was lost with the crucifixion of Jesus. One thing that was promised to the world though was that weeping may endure for a night, but joy would come in the morning. Silent Sabbath would give way to shouting Sunday as the women went to the tomb and found it empty. He had risen, as he said. I certainly want to thank each of you for your participation in the seven last words of Christ on Wednesday night, as did Sister Gloria. It turned out that Wednesday was the official start of Passover, which will continue until this coming Wednesday. We started Passover with communion and will end it with communion during Bible study on this next Wednesday. Please join us as we continue our study in the book that is named after the great movie that came out this past September, or August Overcomer. I must voice my appreciation to the ministry team for all that you do to help bring the services to talk to each week. I offer a special thank you and a great big God bless you to each of you. I want to emphasize to our waiting congregation that it may be necessary to mute your line to maintain the reverence of the service. We encourage you to mute yourself until such time that is appropriate for you to speak. Now to God be the glory that though we live all across the United States, from California to Connecticut, from Washington State to Missouri to Tennessee to Florida and to Georgia, we are working together by God's grace through a conference call. Now today we're gonna to have two scriptures that we will consider and one of them is going to be longer than I normally read, but I think it's all necessary to tie everything together. The first scripture comes from 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 12 and verse 17. And the second scripture will come from John chapter 2, verses 13 through 22. The first scripture says, now the sons of Eli were corrupt. They did not know the Lord. Therefore, the sin of the young men before the Lord. For men abhorred the offering of the Lord. Chapter 2, it reads, now the first was at hand. 
And Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and he found in the temple those who sold oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers doing business. When he had made a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overturned the tables. And he said to those who sold doves, Take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of merchandise. Then his disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house has eaten me up. So the Jews answered him, What sign do you show to us since you do these things? Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. It has taken 46 years to build this temple. Raise it up in three days. But he was speaking of the temple of his body. Therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this to them. And they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. Let us pray. Gracious God, we come today thanking you for this day, Lord. We thank you, O oh God, that we are able to gather in this. We seek your face together. Father, we are eager for the word of the living God, O oh God, for your promise to us is that the just shall live by their faith. And then in Romans chapter 10, it says, how can they hear without a preacher? And how can he preach except he be sent? But it's certainly the word of the living God that we seek father i ask now that you oh god would arise in me oh god i will go to the back you come to the front by your spirit and by your power in jesus name amen i'll rise again thank you sister helena for playing that song in march we started a preaching series from the book entitled Anchored by Cynthia Cavanaugh. This book was used for a Bible study during 2019, and I felt moved to use it for a preaching series for the church in hopes that we might all gain the educational tools and insights of what it means to be anchored. For us, it means tied to Jesus in times of storms in our lives. As it turns out, this series is right on time because the storm called COVID-19 was announced just after the start of the series. God had it fixed that we had already begun to be armed with the word on how several of the characters in the Bible handled the storms of their lives. We have been taking a closer look at how they anchored themselves to avoid being swept away in the driving winds and rains of life. Tornadoes and Twisted Truth is the title of the chapter being used in this week's message. It tells us about the challenges that faced Eli, the father of two young men, Hophni and Phineas. How he mishandled these tests as a leader and parent is what caused the demise of the house of 
Eli. Eli and his sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were Levite priests who cared for the temple in Jerusalem. Eli's weakness was his son. He seemed to overindulge their negative behavior. In today's church, their lack of character and integrity would be called misconduct. Yet Eli neglected to correct them when the people, even when God sent him word to chastise these boys. Eli did not act on the advice of the man of God. The absence of Eli's correction costed the life of the son and Eli all in the same day. The Levites were the tribe that God established as the religious leaders of Israel. Because they led the religious rituals, the Levites were among the most important tribes of Israel. The Levites took care of the temple that housed the Ark of the Covenant that represented the presence of God. Moses and Aaron were from the tribe of Levi. You couldn't just decide you wanted to be a priest. You had to be born into the right family in order to attain such a position. We don't expect keepers of the temple to act in ways that are disrespectful <coughs> to the Almighty God. However, Hophni and Phinehas had a reputation for having sex with the women at the temple gates. The other complaint against them was that they would take the best meat for themselves rather than to use it for sacrifice before the altar. God was so offended by their behavior that God had determined to kill them. Thus, Eli confronted their bad behavior by saying to them, if one man sins against another, God will judge him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede for him? Nevertheless, they did not heed the voice of their father. What I was to discover while studying for this message was the personal offense that God took because of the defilement of the temple in which sat the ark that represented God's presence. It wasn't until after Jesus came as God's representative that we were all made to know that the temple of a human, the spirit of the living God, to be defiled. God knew that if man would not respect the four walls with a roof on it, they were not likely to pay proper homage to the, a body with two arms and two legs whose head is Jesus Christ. In comparing the text of, of Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas to the text of Jesus in John chapter 2, I'm trying to mute that person that keeps coming in. It's uh, area code four two five. The number starts with. <clears throat> in chapter John chapter two, 
Jesus is found showing the utmost respect for the temple. This pericope opens with Jesus. He would not tolerate them making his father's house a den of thieves. Do you see the difference now between Jesus, Hophni, and Phineas? These boys, Hophni and Phineas, generated their own tornadoes and twisted by their disobedience and their disrespect. Jesus became the peacemaker by his willingness to challenge the status quo that it made that it might be made known that he would not allow or support the misuse of the temple that since his father's dwelling place. Now you have to understand that a peacemaker is someone who does not worry about upsetting the status quo in order that right may be made done to be done. A peacekeeper is one that will oppose everything that will cause peace to be made. So now think about it. I heard this year that this year makes, I believe it was 19 years since the war began in Afghanistan, 19 years. We don't even hear that there is a war in Afghanistan anymore. But they were sent to the, the military troops were sent to Afghanistan as peace keepers. That meant that they did not go to bring peace to that country. They actually went over there to make sure that the situation and the conditions in which the people lived remained the same. But if we sent Jesus to Afghanistan, that would have already been announced an end to the to be reestablished those people to go on with their lives. Peacekeeping is what's happening to us. Those of us who are, are being targeted. For me, this is year 17 since the high tech torture started. It was four years ago that someone told, gave me a hint that things were being planned against me that would not go for my good. So someone has been peacekeeping. They've been trying to make sure that whatever the lies were that got it started keeps it going for 24 years and more. However, when Jesus steps in, he he's called the peacekeeper because he'll turn over the, the, the tables and kick the money changers out of my temple in order that peace may be reestablished in my life. Certainly a word to take heed as we and our enemies struggle with cyber torture, cyber stalking, and electronic harassment. Chipping the temple of the Almighty God is surely a crime that will set God on the rampage. The question is not if, but when will God get busy? At the same time, we have the utter responsibility to care for the temple of God. After all, we live in it. In John chapter 2, Jesus was being challenged. He had whipped until they took their 
out of the temple of God. Because what or who? Where I want to focus today. They that depth on which our direction truth or reality of the statement made by you destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. It took almost 50 years to erect the temple in Jerusalem with brick and mortar. It would only take three days to re resurrect the body of the Son of God. The heroes of this statement were living in their fleshly bodies and this material driven world they got discerned the spiritual truth that jesus uttered the disciples were the ones to remember that jesus had made this statement after the resurrection so going back to the temple that eli and his sons represented they were to care for this temple and for the people who belonged to god this was during the days of, of Samuel, when Samuel was, was a little boy and right after his mother Hannah had prayed and asked God for a son and promised to give him back to God. There's a specific heart attitude that a person must have who cares for the flock of God. One thing that we must know is that we are now the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is God. If we are not loving and caring toward God's temple that was made of brick and mortar, what will we do with the people and blood? Likewise, what appreciation can we show towards Jesus who did take up a fleshly body, did drip blood from his body while hanging on a cross, who is the temple of God? In the temple in Jerusalem, there was the main gate. Thus, Jesus calls himself the gate to the sheepfold. Once through the gate, there was the altar and the wash basin. The altar is where we bow to ask forgiveness for our sins. Then we wash to cleanse ourselves to make ready to go into the holy, the most holy place. Here we pray first and worship until we are ushered into the holy of holies for us this is all the spirit in the old testament it was a physical progression but only the high priest could go into the holy of holies after jesus's death the sin debt was canceled and now we can go boldly before the throne of grace god's remedy at Christ's expense, truly was the cross. It was sin that would have caused even the high priest to fall dead if he had any sin in his life. It was the blood of Jesus that allows us to go through the veil into the presence of the Almighty God. I'm going to work my way through some scriptures that help us to see this more clearly. John 1 14 tells us the word became flesh and dwelt among us but it started out in the beginning was the word 
And the word was with God. And the word was God. Who was the word? He was called Jesus. 2 Corinthians 6, 19 encourages us, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit with, within you whom ye have from God and you are not your own. In another place, we were told we've been bought with the priceless blood of Jesus. John 14, 23 then tells us that Jesus answered him. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. I love the Lord. And the promise from Jesus himself is if we love him, that he and his father will come and make their home with us. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Now, I believe the word. I believe that God and Jesus live within me and that they live within you and that they are represented through the person of the Holy Spirit. My efforts to care for my body are sabotaged by the unseen plots and schemes of the enemy of my soul. People see this out of shell and make their wrong assumptions that I'm eating too much not getting enough exercise, etc. However, what God knows is that with all that I do to try to control my weight and get it in shape for the race that I am in even now, there is a ditch or a pitfall around every corner. Technology allows man to throw rocks and hide his hands, but God sees it all. My responsibility about taking care of the temple that I am is hampered by man however build while i wait on god to do god's part and that is to subdue my enemies while i wait on god i can respect the house of god by cleaning it inside and out i can put good food in it i mean the word as well as nutrition you remember the saying garbage in garbage out. We can't expect to sit in front of a television set and listen to rap music and other offensive music all day and believe that the Holy Spirit will bring up the scriptures when a tornado is in the weather forecast. I can't tell you how to have your devotion, but I can tell you the parts of a devotion. It starts with a song that tells God that I'm looking for him. I have a favorite song on YouTube that I can play, and playing of that song will propel me into the presence of God. Worship leads to talking to God in prayer and scripture reading. The scripture may give me more to talk to God about. Sometimes the revelation will cause another song to come up in my spirit, and that will begin to flow from my mouth and perhaps another song until I just wait in the presence of God, basking in his love. I, by turning my attention to seek the Lord, I stop at the basin to wash myself in the living water that flows from Jesus to the outer court. Singing a song will light the fire in my soul, and that leads me to prayer. 
<clears throat> in prayer, a scripture may come up and that will lead me on into the most holy place where God is to talk with me about the challenge or the question in my heart. Once in God's presence, the burden is lifted and more time is spent with the master. Have you ever been in a church service and the presence of God by God's spirit is so tangible that you just don't want to leave the room? The benediction has been given and people just keep sitting. I've been there. There is such a sweet, sweet presence and no one wants to go away from that place. No one wants to leave the Holy of Holies to go back out into the ugly world. Jesus made this possible when he gave up his spirit that took up residence in you and in me. Having rent the veil, which was done when Jesus gave up the ghost. If the devil had known what he was doing, Paul tells us, he would have never crucified the son of glory. If Satan knew that Jesus would then send his spirit to live in all of humanity, they gave Jesus entrance. Do you think that he would have led Jesus from judgment hall to judgment hall? Do you think that the devil would have had our Savior drag a cross up a hill called Calvary and stood nailed to it on an old rugged cross? Do you really believe that the soldiers would have been allowed to play crap over Jesus' robe or would have been allowed to give him bitter gall when Jesus said, I thirst? What do you think the devil was thinking when Jesus uttered, it is finished? Do you think he thought that humanity didn't have a fighting chance at anything else he wanted to do to us? Those words were probably used to tell Satan that he had earned a long vacation and he shut the suitcase and headed for the door. But what do you think Satan thought on Sunday morning when word came to him that the tomb was empty? Jesus said to the Jews, destroy this body, and in three days I will raise it up. He was talking to you and to me. Those words were not to challenge Satan. They were to inform the people of God that a spiritual kingdom was about to be formed, and it would not take 50 years to do it. Jesus rose just like he said. On the morning of the first day of the week, the women found first an angel and then an empty tomb. By then, the spirit of the living God had begun to set up residence in the people who called themselves God and God's children and followers of the way. And so when Satan came back from vacation, he looked around the world and there was one of them there was one. Look over there. There's another one. And another one and another one. And I'm sure he grabbed his head and asked himself that time, what am I going to do? Because the spirit of the living God had begun to show up in us. It wasn't the nails that held Jesus to the cross. It was love. Jesus did not worry about the end. He could say with confidence, I'll rise again. Amen.
Let us listen to a praise and worship song to celebrate the message delivered in the name of the Lord. Let us also prepare to Holy Communion by gathering our elements of a piece of bread or cracker and water, juice, or wine.
Amen. At this time, let us bow our heads in reverence as we commemorate the Lord's Supper by partaking of Holy Communion. The Lord Jesus, on the night of his arrest, took bread, and after giving thanks to God, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now you may eat the piece of bread or cracker you have. In the same way, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Now you may drink the wine, juice, or water that you have. Every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the saving death of the risen Lord until he comes. Gracious God, may we who have received this sacrament live in the unity of your Holy Spirit that we may show forth your gifts to all the world. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. And now let us rejoice in the partaking of Holy Communion with a praise and worship song. The invitation to discipleship will be will follow and it will be presented by Pastor Milton. Somebody say it's the blood. It's the blood. If you would learn how to plead the blood over your family, if you would learn how to plead the blood over your children, you would see a transformation like never before. Somebody just say the blood. Oh, the blood. Jesus. Oh, the blood. Oh. Come on, this is the stuff we used to do for communion. Yeah. These are the songs that carried us. Come on, sing it like it's Sunday morning. Say, oh, the blood. Yes, Lord. Go. 
We love those blood songs, those songs that remind us of the power in the blood of Jesus. And the enemy hates those blood songs. 
because it was definitely the blood that that defeated him on that day at Calvary. We've come to the portion of our service when we would like to invite you to join the family of God. Remember that Jesus loves you and he is in the healing business for those who are lonely, brokenhearted, or at the end of their road. Now we have some steps that you can take to on the road to salvation. The first one is to admit that you can't save yourself from sin. Second, you need to be willing to repent and turn from sin. Three is believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. Fourth, you have to invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Now, if that's you, then I invite you to pray this prayer for me, with me. Jesus, I need you. Come into my life and please take charge. Forgive me for my sins. and make person you want me to be. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Seed in prayer, you have entered a contractual relationship with the God of the universe. You may feel any different, but feelings are deceptive. This isn't a passing emotional mood but an eternal contract. When you put your trust in Jesus Christ, he comes into your life by his spirit and he will never leave you. You have been completely forgiven. You have the power of God in your life, enabling you to change for the better. And you can begin to experience the type of life that God intended for you to have. Now, we invite you to unite with Refuge from the Storm Church or any Bible-based church in your local community. Then we also invite you or encourage you to start reading your Bible. The books of Ephesians and John are good places to start. Learning where, who you are in Christ and what your rights and privileges are as a child of God. We also ask that you would email us at admin at refugefromthestormchurch.org to become a member for prayer or for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible. Several of you have been attending the church on a regular basis, and we really do ask that you take the step to become a member so that you can then join our ministry team. We have many places within the ministry that we could uh, use your assistance. So I just ask you again if you would just consider becoming a member of, of Refuge from the Storm. There are no membership fees. We do ask that you would give as God leads you. But most of all, know that we need you to help us in this war for the Lord. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Millicent. Now, let's listen to our 
our closing praise and worship song, which will be followed by the final remarks and a benediction to be offered by Reverend Millicent. Excuse me. I guess I'm checking again to see if you can hear me. Yes. Yes.
And those of you unmuted. Oh, amen. I was just talking. I just pray that you have have received from the message today that uh, even in the days when Jesus was busy cleansing the temple and making sure that honor and glory was given to his father's house, he wasn't hesitant to tell the Jews. I'll rise again. Even if you destroy this temple, I'll rise again. And he wasn't talking about the brick and mortar that took 47 years to build. He was talking about the temple that he was, that God wrapped himself in to come down to earth so that he could save mankind. I would like to remind you of our uh, activities next week on, on Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. We start our early morning Bible, uh, prayer meeting. That's Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday morning. Next week on Wednesday evening is our regular Bible study at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We are studying from the uh, from the book Overcomer. And the topic for next will be continuing in Chapter 2 that's entitled, You Are Broken. Uh, then next Saturday, again at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, we'll be back here sharing in the Word of God. I pray that you have received a major blessing from the service today. I pray that God has spoken to you at some point of your need and that you will continue to seek Him, to listen for his voice and to know that he, through the power of the Holy Spirit, seeks that you would hear him speak to you. After the call recording has been paused, we will have prayer for anyone who desires prayer this evening. And now let us pray. 
May the God of peace who raised Christ from the dead strengthen your inner being for every good work. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you and dwell within you this day and forevermore. And Father, I pray over my sister and my brother, God, that you would bless them. I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen them in any area of weakness in their lives. God, strengthen our immune system, oh God. That's what it's needed in this time, that we might resist the COVID-19 virus. Thank you, Father, for causing the virus to, to bypass us, oh God. We do indeed take the, the power of the blood as our Passover lamb. And we thank you for that, Lord. I pray God blessings on my sisters and my brothers. I ask you, oh God, to bless their families, oh God. Bless the places where they live. Station the angels round about them, oh God, and keep them safe. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.